morning. Please join me as we sing the doxology, and it's in your red hymnal number 549, the doxology number 549. is in number 703. May you always be joyful in your life in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Show a gentle attitude towards all. The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything, but in all your prayers, ask God for what you need, always asking Him with a thankful heart. And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 102, Why Should I Feel Discouraged? Number 102, Why Should I Feel Discouraged? His eye is on the sparrow, and I know 
don't sing this song very often in, this, in the chapel, as you can tell. But any time I do sing it, it reminds me of my sister-in-law, Carolyn, who went to be with the Lord a few years ago after a long illness with cancer. And at any event that we had in terms of church events and uh, memorial services, she would always sing this hymn. So when I was thinking about her this week, I was doing her honor by remembering her in this hymn, because she is now with the Lord. And it is something to remind us always that if God is watching the sparrow, surely he's looking after me. Let us pray. Our gracious God, I'm so thankful that you've given us this opportunity to come and worship you. And Lord, we do not take this opportunity for granted. And you have reminded us already this morning in your scriptures that we are to go to you with everything in prayer, with a thankful heart, anticipating how you will answer our prayers. And Lord, many times the answer is no, and we need to accept that as part of your will. Because I think of the song, Lord, by Garth Brooks, that we just need to thank God for the unanswered prayers in our lives, because he truly desires the best for us. And God, I can personally thank you for the unanswered prayers that I've had in my life and how you've been leading it. And in the same way that you lead all of us. And God, not only do we think about our unanswered prayers, but we think of the unanswered prayers of family members and friends, and we lift up those requests as well. We think of the patients that are here throughout this medical center, the staff that's working today the family members that will be visiting. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer as well, that you would see to their needs. But God, that you would also remind them, as you have reminded all of us, that many times your will is followed through those unanswered prayers in our lives. And God, I just want to thank you for that. And just praise you. And Lord, as we unite our hearts in worship, we do so in one accord as followers of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 99. What a fellowship, what a joy divine. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day. 
Scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, beginning with verse 31. So do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For the idolaters eagerly seeking all those things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Let us pray. God, I would ask that you would help us all to be in tune to your spirit as we continue our worship. And Lord, that you would help me, and that you would give me that anointing of your spirit, that I would say those things that would just draw us closer to you, and that your thoughts would become my thoughts, and that your words would become my words. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I don't know how many of you have memberships, but do you have memberships to different things? Maybe to a gym? maybe to a specific organization, maybe to a veterans organization, maybe you have membership in the library, maybe you have a library card. And I think each of us, if we take inventory, we would find ourselves that we are members of a lot of different things in our lives. And I would hope that if you're members of something, whatever that might be, that somehow it supports you whether it's physically, whether it's spiritually, whether it's emotionally, whether it's in terms of knowledge, that your memberships that you belong to would personally give you something that you benefit from. Maybe the friendship and the fellowship that you have when you attend the gatherings of the memberships that you're a part of. But have we ever considered, have I ever considered, that you and I have membership in the kingdom of God through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know what the membership card would look like from the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, but I think it would probably be a pretty cool card, and I think a lot of us, if we had that membership card from the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, we would want to show it off. You know, we would be very proud of the fact that Somehow, through Jesus Christ, we came to that saving knowledge of needing to be one with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and we asked Christ to come into our lives, and we accepted Him as our own individual personal Savior. And through that, through God's grace and through God's love, you and I were given the privilege and the honor to be members of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And what's really kind of cool about this membership is you and I have no annual dues. 
Think about that, right? Are you members of something where you have annual dues and annual fees and you get the notice in the mail that if you want to continue your membership that you have to pay $100 or $150 or $1,000 depending upon what you're a member of. But you see, our membership in the kingdom of heaven has been paid in full because of what Christ has done for us. There is no annual fees. There is no annual dues. There's no reports that we have to fill out. But yet we have that membership with the King, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And we have the same privileges as the King, as the Lord of Lords. For you see, through Jesus Christ, we have become the sons and daughters of God, just like Christ is and was. And we have that membership. We are part of a kingdom. A kingdom of Jesus Christ. And we acknowledge being members of that kingdom by the way in which we live. The way in which we conduct ourselves. The way that we honor God by doing the best that we can, by trying to do the right thing in the righteousness, not in our own righteousness, because our righteousness is what? Is that filthy rag, correct? Our righteousness means absolutely nothing. It is the righteousness that we have in our membership through Jesus Christ. And if we have that membership, if we are membership with the King, then the way in which we live our lives should be producing other members into that membership with the King. That somehow in our daily lives we are to make the effort to bless others in the same way that we have been blessed because of our membership with the King. And our desire to be a blessing to others. And that's hard for us to do. I know it's at times on a daily basis when I think about it, it's hard for me to do. Because I think of people that I come in contact with. I think of things that are in the media. I think of things that we see uh, on a regular basis. And a lot of times it's hard to say, Lord, I just I want you to bless them as well. But God tells us that that's what we are supposed to do. But the scriptures remind us that it rains on the just and on the unjust. So there are many things in our lives as God has blessed us. He has blessed others who don't deserve it. And in the same way, God wants us to bless others that in our minds don't deserve it. For you see, by doing that, we are carrying out the righteousness that God wants us to live. We are living as though we are recognizing and acknowledging the membership that we have with the King, and it impacts who we are as believers in Jesus Christ. It impacts our lifestyle. And when we find ourselves in difficulties and in situations and in challenges, the lifestyle that we have as being a membership with the King should reflect the whole idea that we are not afraid, that we have a calm assurance in what we believe in. 
I don't know about you, but every once in a while, I fear certain things. And I'm not supposed to fear a lot of things, but there are things I just am afraid of. Certain types of situations, different types of circumstances. There are times as I look at my life and I realize that there are less less earthly years ahead of me than there are behind me, if you know what I'm saying, that I kind of say, okay, Lord, I might have 20 good years left. I don't think I'm going to have 30, but hey, God, if you give me 30, that's good. And there are times when I think about that, and I'm like, okay, so how am I going to finish my race? How am I going to finish my life? And there are times that I doubt my own self with my own fears, and my desire is, Lord, that I want to finish strong. I want my life to continue to benefit others. I want it to reflect what I truly believe in, and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But yet there are times in my own mind that I, I find myself scared and afraid. And perhaps maybe you do too, if you're honest and open. And maybe there are times that you are afraid and scared. But you see, God reminds us that things in this life is only temporary, and that the kingdom in which we are truly a part of is something that we have to look forward that it is not in this life, but it is in the life to come, an everlasting life, an eternal life. And I like to say that I believe that wholeheartedly, and I do, and I accept it as faith, but there are times when I have doubts. God, I just, sometimes I just don't know. I, I want to believe in everything, and I, I want to believe in eternal life and I want to partake of eternity but God I have friends around me that have told me this is all you have you just, you just have this life and then after you die your body is going to be infested with worms and your flesh will rot away and then eventually your bones will go away and I want to say sometimes God give me that reassurance that I need Remind me that I truly do have membership in your kingdom, in your life. And that is something that we have to take with faith. In faith believing. And I think when we think about that, we understand that God tells us through the presence of His Spirit and He reminds us when we have those doubts and fears that we have the assurance of walking with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Understanding that the reality of our commitment with God is the whole idea of believing in what the Word of God says. That God has breathed this Word through the power of the Holy Spirit in people's lives to write the things that God wanted them to write the reality of what we believe in. But so many times, the estimation of ourselves, the estimation of myself, gets in the way of understanding what God has for you and for me. In that membership that we have with the King, to understand that He wants us to live a life in assurance of our salvation, assurance knowing that we have been saved, that we have come to understand that we have been separated with God and that because of Jesus Christ has provided that bridge 
to each and every one of us that now we are united with God and we shouldn't have those fears, we shouldn't have those doubts. But I know in the world in which I live in, there's always that trial, there's always those doubts, there's always those concerns. And it's not all the time. It's not something that we are overwhelmed with. It's just those times when we have maybe the stillness in a specific moment during the day. Maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's in the evening before we go to sleep. Maybe it's during the day when we just kind of stop and the world is revolving around us and we take a step back and we try to gather ourselves and take an accounting of what we're thinking about today. But God is always there for us. Even in the depths of our fears, even in the depths of our doubts, He reaches down to us and reminds us that He is always there with us, that He has never forsaken us under any circumstances. And He reminds us of the membership that we have with the King to promote the values of the King, the values of the cross and what it represents to you and I. And then we have that assurance, something that we cognitively think about, but also something in which we feel as well. The assurance that gives us confidence, that we say, okay, God, I got it now. I'm going to take this as far as I can, but Lord, I don't want to have doubts, I, want to have, I don't want to have fears, but Lord, I know that they will happen again, but I'm having that assurance in you right now, God, and I know in the future when I have other doubts and fears, that the same assurance that has happened to me right now will happen to me again, as long as I'm doing those things that honor you, God. As long as I'm promoting the righteousness that you want me to promote through your Son, Jesus Christ. Not because of my own self-righteousness. Not because of the things that I can do in my own strength. Not proclaiming my own authority but proclaiming God's authority. As we talked about last week, as I was reviewing the Gospel of John, there's a portion in there where he's questioning those that are around him. Do you truly have God in your heart? Do you truly have God in your heart? Is God reflected in all that you do and all that you say and all that you value? That's a question that we need to always ask ourselves. And when we begin to slip, when we find ourselves taking steps in the wrong direction, taking, uh, taking steps in a backwards direction, God wants us to be reminded of the fact is God in your heart this morning? Are you trying to do things? Am I trying to do things within my own authority? Within my own strength? Within my own power? Because when I am honest with myself about that, I find myself slipping. I find myself taking steps in the wrong direction. I find myself promoting myself, my own values, my own standards. And God reminds us, no, the standards that I want you to promote are the, are the standards that you have found in Jesus Christ. It is through the Son of God that I want you to promote those standards, those standards that I want you to live by, the values that I want you to have. 
And then we see, as we're doing that, a confirmation of the membership that we have with the king, that we are not concerned about the things that the world says that we should be concerned about. We take this day as it comes, because we know that this day as it comes has enough problems. We don't need to be worried about tomorrow or the day after that or what's going to happen next weekend or a month from now or a year from now. God wants us to live in the present. In the present moment in which God gives us the many blessings around us in our own lives. That peace that He wants us to have. The fact that He wants us to be set free from those concerns that tie us down to the life from the life that he wants us to live. And then we see within our own lives as we understand the membership that we have with the king that we begin to give those blessings to others as we can sense the blessing of God within our own lives. The things that we begin to share. Many times it's just those little moments when we shake a hand or we give somebody a hug and we say, hey, I'm here for you. If you need anything, let me know. Or when somebody does that to us and we sense that blessing that God has given us to the people around us. And we see as we are following the membership with the king that we are living as though God has created something in us new because he has. And we find ourselves looking in the mirror saying, God, I just can't believe life is good. Thank you for today. Thank you for the many blessings that you've given me. And maybe if you're like me, you say, God, I don't deserve those blessings. And that even makes them the more precious, doesn't it? when God blesses you and we say, God, I don't deserve those blessings, but you see the blessings come from God. How more precious is that? But it's reflected in our membership with the King. And then we see ourselves growing in Christ. We see ourselves wanting to be with God's people. We see ourselves wanting to do things that draw us closer to God. And we take many steps away from those things that used to take us away from God. And we find ourselves no longer interested with those things. We find ourselves even bored with those things that used to take us away from God. And we find a a new, refreshing relationship with Christ. And we can sense that growth. Once again, it's not growth in our own authority. It's not growth within our own will or our own strength or our own desire. But it's a growth that comes from God. We look back at the past week and we say, God, you've taken me from here to here to here to here to here each day. And Lord, I just never thought I could do that. Do you ever feel that way sometimes? You never thought you could overcome that challenge or get rid of that thought? or walk away from something that used to be so attractive to you that no, you are no longer interested in that. And we see that growth within our own lives because of that. The things that used to tempt us, 
don't tempt us anymore because we have made a decision to take that membership that we have with the King and make it a part of our lives. And we desire to reflect the righteousness that God wants us to have as we take those steps. And then as we see that, as we see the membership of the King with us in our lives and we see the growth that we have, that all of a sudden God reminds us that He's given us very special gifts. Things that other people can't do. Skills, abilities, talents. And we begin to use those things the way that God wants us to use them. We see those talents and we see those gifts and abilities that God has only given to you. We see them in a very special way and we begin to use them to help others. We begin to share our story with others, unafraid of allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, Bill, because we know of the growth that God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ, because we have made ourselves vulnerable to Him in all things. And then we find ourselves being able to share that story. we be able to share what God has done for us, that He's taken who we are and He uses our abilities as though at times we, we think they are so inadequate, but yet they bless others because we understand that we have that membership with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And that our kingdom is not of this world, but yet while we are here, God wants us to show others how they too can become members of what the King of Kings and with the Lord of Lords. And there's one membership organization that I, I think about that they had bumper stickers that actually say, to be one, you have to ask one. But God tells us, we want to go out and get members to us. We want to go out and ask people, do you want to become members of God's kingdom? Do you want to have a membership with the King of Kings and with the Lord of Lords? Do you want to be a member of the salvation that God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ, through the cross? The forgiveness of our sins that allows us to have that membership. The blood of Christ that was shed at the cross that was that sacrifice, was that atonement gave us the ability to become one with God once again because of our separation from Him because of our sin. God wants us to go out and ask people if they want to become part of a kingdom that will last forever. Do they want to live a life right now that has more blessings in it? Blessings not just for this life, but blessings for the life that is in the present but in the life that is all in, is to come as well. So it is my hope and prayer that we have a membership with the King in all that we do, in all that we say. Not perfection, because we'll never get to that point where it will be perfection, but to that point where the righteousness that we are trying to show comes from God in our membership with Him in all things. Amen.
Take a few moments and prepare your hearts for communion. And as we celebrate communion, as a reminder that we have God with us all of the time. That his presence is in spirit and in truth as we walk with him. Let us pray. Gracious God, you have reminded us that you want us to live a life that reflects the righteousness that we find in the cross. And God, you know we're not very good at it. We know that when we try it with our own authority, with our own will, with our own strength, that we fail more times than we are successful. And God, I just want to thank you that for each and every one of us that is here, that God is in our hearts, God is in our minds, God is in our life. And Lord, we are just so grateful that you give us this blessing just to say thank you, God. Thank you that we can have this communion just to remember what you've done for us on the cross. Thank you that we can be reminded of the membership that we have with the King in all things in our lives. Thank you, God, for forgiving us and loving us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen. receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 95. He's got the whole world in his hands. Hymn number 95. He's got the whole world in his hands. Thank you. 
He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the wind and the rain in his hands. He's got the wind and the rain in his hands. He's got the wind and the rain. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the tiny little baby. In his hands, he's got the tiny little baby. In his hands, he's got the tiny little baby. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands he's got you and me, brother. In his hands he's got the whole world in his hands. He does. He's got the whole world in his hands. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are so thankful that you've given us this wonderful opportunity to remind us of the membership that we have with the King. And Lord, help us to remember that each day and to take each day one at a time in you. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.